for a while now, I would say at least for about a year, one year's time, I would say, I've been warning over and over that there is a fire coming to the United States of America. I've been saying this for a while, and not to belittle at all by no means what is going on, what has happened in Hawaii, where they're estimating there's going to be at least a thousand people dead. Some drowned, some suffocated, some just got burned for the wildfire that they have no explanation on how it started, a spark, and then they said it was a, a hurricane-type gust that just went through the city. Not a hurricane, just a gust of wind went through the city, picked up a spark, and then that entire city in Hawaii, Maui, for, for those who don't know, was engulfed in flames, and it happened so quickly that people were not able to just leave. Like I said, some suffocated, some were burned alive. Some tried to jump in the water thinking the water was going to help them and ended up drowning. There were very few who made it off that island, but not many. Out of that city, I mean, but not many. And people don't realize this when it comes to a judgment because people do not want to say that God's wrath will destroy and it will take lives of both sinners and righteous people also yes it will and it takes the prayers of those who are righteous to ask god to push back the hand of judgment to push back his wrath upon a city i'm saying this because again i can't keep stressing of what is coming to the entire united states of america the signs are there. The warnings are there. We've been warned multiple times and we just don't want to listen. And, and it's getting to the point to where I honestly believe God is fed up. What will it take to open the eyes of everyone inside the United States? And now by saying that, that's going to lead me into today's story. Yes, I know. I know. I'm still holding off on the Margaret Sanger teachings. However, this message, this story, which might turn into a series, but as of right now, this story has to be told. That way people understand what happened in the past, not even what happened in the past, but what was said in the past is also going to play out in the future and right now in the present, this story has to be told. And I hope everyone can find a spot while they're listening to this, relax and truly listen and truly understand of the story of what I like to call the king with no nation. Welcome to the island. I am your host, Alvis Samuel. And again, we are going to go ahead and jump into this story. It is a story called, I'd like to call it, A King With No Nation. So, let me just go ahead and jump into it. Those who are listening on YouTube, go ahead and do that YouTube thingy, subscribe and thumbs up, all that good stuff. Because this story needs to be spread all around the world so everybody can understand and see the signs 
of what is actually about to happen. And it's a horrific, terrifying story. I am again going to warn you, I've warned everybody in the past about my episodes. These episodes on the island that you're listening to, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for a person who, oh, let me get a motivational. You find the motivation within the stories that I tell you to keep going on the right path. If you are on the right path and if you are not on the right path, you better get on the right path. So with saying that, I'm not going to withhold anymore. I'm going to go ahead and tell this story. A king of no nation. There is a system. There is a kingdom. It's a country, but it's a kingdom that is set on the face of the earth. It does not control everything in a sense that every nation on the planet obeys what this one nation says. However, no nation on the planet, no kingdom, no country on the planet can go about business, can go about anything really without getting the okay of this nation. For a lack of a better phrase, let's go ahead and call this nation the nation of Babs. Now, the nation of Babs runs basically everything on the planet. This nation pushes agendas, it pushes wars, it pushes political ideology, it pushes economic ability and sanctions upon the entire world for that, for that matter. And it has an alliance with multiple nations on the planet that as long as they follow what this one nation called Baz wants, everything will be all. Baz puts down laws within its own borders. It forces its own citizens to do the immoral acts and to do the worshiping of whatever makes them feel good. That's all right. But the rest of the world looks at Baz and they say they are mighty. They are strong. However, they are pushing an agenda that we just do not agree with. An agenda that is so horrible that if there was ever a chance to take this city not this city, but this nation out, we will do it. Now, under the umbrella of this nation, there's another nation. They are covered by the city of Baz. They're in the alliance with Baz. This nation has a ruler, a president. And this nation under the city of Baz, I would say, I keep saying city, but I'll just call it a nation of Baz. But this nation under this umbrella of protection has a ruler. And the name of this nation that's under the umbrella, is called Doct. D-O-C-T. Doct. And Doct has this ruler, a president, and time goes on, time goes on, and then this president leaves office and he passes away. A war happens and Doct, you know, they, the, the, this leader passes away. Not because of the war, but probably because of the war. We'll say it happened because of this war that was happening in Doct. And so Doct gets a new leader. And this leader arises, and people like him. People hear how he speaks, and they are encouraged by him. However, he is still under the umbrella of Baz. Now, another war breaks out within the nation of Doc. And Doc blames Baz for this war that is breaking out on their nation. They blame him. But they keep asking, Dot, we are part of your umbrella. We are underneath your umbrella. Please help us out. 
Help us defeat our enemy who's coming to our borders, who is trying to destroy us, and we are doing everything we can to take out our enemy. This is what this ruler is saying. This ruler's name is Savan. So Savan, the president of the country of Dot, is asking the country of Baz to come to their aid, to help them defeat their enemies. And so Savan is asking and asking, and he's seeing that there is no point for this war because things keep getting destroyed. And it's only his country dot that is getting destroyed. It is his countrymen that are being killed. It is their wives that are being killed. It's their children that are being killed. Everything is getting destroyed inside the country of dot that is under the umbrella of Baz. While this war is breaking out, Savan decides he needs to go out and make allies of his own outside of the umbrella of dot and so that is exactly what he does he finds friends 10 friends to be exact and these 10 friends are in power they're not the top of the line they're not the number one leader they're not the president of their country or the king they're not the the leader of their country but they are high enough in their country that if something happened to the number one person in their country, they would take the mantle and become the leader of their own country. These are 10 different countries that Savan made allies with. And so he goes back to the country of Baz and asks their leader, please, please, if you're not going to help us defeat our enemies, please help us make a treaty so our country, my country of Dot, doesn't get destroyed and become nothing but ash. That the, my countrymen do not perish in this war. So Baz sits back and they say, no, we will not help you with a treaty. However, we will give you military equipment. We will give you everything you need to defeat the enemy. But there's a catch. Now that they are sending all of this equipment, he is running out of military men. There's not enough to handle this equipment. So really the equipment that he's getting, it's all for naught. There's no one to work this equipment. No one to shoot the bullets. No one to fire the grenades, to fire the bombs. No one to fire the rockets. There's no one to do so. However, the enemy sees all of these weapons coming in. And they say to themselves, they are preparing or a bigger battle. We must destroy, take out the entire, and I mean the entire country of Dot. Nothing will be left. It will all go to ash. And so that is what happens. And the only survivor of the city of this nation of Dot is the king, the leader of Dot, and that is Savant. And as he is seeing his whole country blowing up, turning into ash, everyone has fled, and he's the only one standing. He himself is getting wounded. He decides to make a move, to take half of all of that equipment, because it's still good, and he hides it for himself. And then as the war ravages on, he looks around and he sees that there is nothing left of his country. His enemy has defeated him in a way that the only thing standing is himself. His countrymen have fled. The women were taken captive. 
The children were taken captive. The men were killed in battle. And he is left with a wound, a fatal wound that will kill him. So he decides to go off somewhere to rest and heal. That is what he does. And then he comes back on the scene after a while. And he has his allies who are very, very upset with the country bad. Because not only has Baz, while this leader has been off in the distance trying to heal of his deadly wounds that he that were inflicted upon him in a war, that they say amongst themselves these these second in command rulers in their own countries, they all come together and they say to themselves, we have a country that was destroyed. Because Baz was supposedly supposed to be their umbrella, but they weren't. And now Baz is running around the entire world, pushing agendas, pushing laws, pushing things that we do not agree with. This country is a hypocrite. This country is corrupt. They are wicked, and it has to go. They cannot stay on top. Of this nation. However, we do not have the might to take Baz out. Oh, if we had the might, we would avenge our friend Savant. We will help him to at least have some sort of resemblance, at least to be a shell of his former self. This is what his ten friends are saying. And as they are talking amongst themselves, Baz comes out of the ashes healed of his fatal wound and he goes and starts hiding in these 10 nations he keeps bouncing back and forth so no one finds him but his friends in those nations his allies keep hiding him and when he comes out and goes into these 10 nations he takes the equipment that he hid all of that military might that was given to him by baz that wasn't destroyed he has it and he hides it. And then when the city, the kingdom of Baz, finds out that this country is completely decimated, the country of Dot is completely decimated, but then they find out that Savan is still alive. They start talking amongst themselves. But while they start talking amongst themselves, something terrible happens in the kingdom of Baz, in this country of Baz. The proud country that goes around the world doing whatever it wants because they know no one on the planet can stop. A natural disaster happens. A natural disaster that has never been seen, at least as never, no human has ever seen ever since humans have been on Earth. And it's a volcano. Not any volcano, but a supernova volcano erupts in the country of Bath. Killing millions on the spot. It also triggers, this volcano also triggers a massive earthquake that splits the country in two. However, it sends off a shockwave of tsunamis. And then the bigger side of Baz, that has more mass that's been split in two, that side also gets split in two. So now the country of Baz is now split in three. Millions have died. A flood is coming in. A tsunami wave has come in. And 
eruption of a supernova volcano has gone off and the sun no longer shines on Baz because of this country is ravaged. There are still some survivors and they are trying to gather up what they can to survive and their leader, their leader, the leader of Baz has died in the flood and the people who are left, they're just trying to gather things up. And then Savan, who is hiding amongst the Ten Nations, says, if y'all want to truly attack Baz, now is the time to do it. And I will help you by giving you the equipment that Baz gave me when I was in war, but I was unable to use. I will give you this equipment. And then y'all do with it what you will but you must give it back and the second in command people they said yes we're going to take all this equipment and we will destroy bass for every horrific thing that they have done they thought that this natural disaster was the worst of it oh it's not and so as the people are trying to gather themselves in the country of bass these 10 leaders who are second in command they take out their first in command to gain the entire country that they are in. Ten countries now. And these ten leaders become the kings of their countries. Just for a moment. To take out the country of Baz. And so they fire off rockets. Missiles. Into the city. The kingdom of Baz. Of what is left of Baz. After they are trying to come back together. From this natural disaster. And what was left of Baz. Is now completely the country of Baz has now been hit with these rockets, with these missiles from these ten kings now. And after they destroyed the country of Baz, they turn around and said, Hooray, we will give our country and the weapons that you have given us, Savan. We will give our countries over to you. So now the king of no nation who once had a nation that was destroyed, has now risen up, in a sense, to now to become the king of ten nations. And he has no need, no need whatsoever, to have to battle Baz anymore. Because Baz has fallen. To the point to where it's all fire. There is no one left. Those who were trying to survive after the natural disaster, they got on, they were set on fire and died in the blaze. Some tried to escape to other borders and they were caught and carried away captive. So now Baz and all of its might is no more. But there's more to this story because something that Baz, the country of Baz was doing because they had an umbrella over the entire world. So there were more countries who were being protected under the umbrella of Baz. One of these countries is the country of Jacob, Jacobites. These people, they're powerful themselves, but their only ally was the country of Baz. So now they have no ally. What is going to happen to the country of Jacob? I'm going to stop this story right there. At least for now, I want to stop the story before I pick it back up because I need people to understand something to understand that this is a old a very very old story that goes back that was told back 
well over 2,000 years ago. 2,500, possibly 3,000 years ago. It's a very old story. I'm not going to say 3,000. I, I would say close to about, I'd say close to closer to 2,000 years. This story of the city, the kingdom of Baz, the king with no nation, was told. And what people are failing to realize is that what we are seeing right now, what is being taken place right now might actually be what we are seeing right now in the present might actually be the beginnings of a king without a nation. Now, some people might say, oh, I'm talking crazy talk. Some people might see, you know, you might be on to something. But I need people to understand before I go back into this story that there is a country right now that basically the entire world is under its umbrella. Whatever this country says, everybody better do. And if you don't do, trust me, this country will go in, go in and invade your country who did not do what this country who's on top told you to do. That country is the United States of America. I've said in the past, especially in the previous episodes, that the United States of America right now, we are going into, we have been and are going into many other nations on the planet telling them to pass legislation pass law under the disguise of human rights saying pass law and make homosexuality legal in your country and if you do we're going to give you x amount of dollars millions if not billions if you don't well we'll be back and you're not going to like us when we come back some of these nations have taken the money some of these nations said get out and never come back and if you do we will be ready and we will be prepared at the same time the united states has another country under its umbrella in the war in ukraine now i'm not saying hear me out i am not saying anything i'm just saying there are a lot of parallels going on and if the United States is the country of Baz. If it truly is, then the city, I'm sorry, the country of Ukraine will be wiped clean. Ash upon ash, fire upon fire. Nothing will be left. The entire country will be ravaged, destroyed. If this story is actually talking about the United States of America, then... In the midst of all of this that's happening in Ukraine, a sign has been played out with Hawaii saying, get ready. If you do not turn from what you are doing, this is your sign of what will happen to the entire country. No one knows what happened, how those fires started. But honestly, they said it was a hurricane-like gust that just came by within a matter of seconds. Just a a blow of the wind, and it hit a spark, a little spark, wildfire, and then within a matter of minutes, the entire city was engulfed in flames. Let this be a warning, something so tragic. Lives have been lost, but can we learn a lesson within a tragic story? Yes, we can. Actually, that's how most lessons are actually learned, through something tragic, catastrophic, However, if the United States is the city of Baz, 
the country of Baz, the kingdom of Baz, that is not the end. Because the story tells of a volcano inside the city, inside the country, inside the kingdom of Baz. It talks about a volcano erupting. Is there a volcano that's a supernova volcano inside the United States that's alive right now, that's rumbling? People are, the scientists, the people who study this volcano are saying something odd is happening. So yes, there is a volcano inside the United States that will take out, literally, it will probably take out half the country. Not only that, is there a fault line that if this volcano goes off, is there a fault line that has the potential of completely separating part of the country into two? The answer to that is yes. It's called the San Andreas Fault Line down towards California. The entire West Coast being tossed into the ocean, setting off, like in the story, a tsunami. The water levels rise. The waves come in. The waves go out. The waves come back in, setting off a flood on the opposite side of the country, which is something amazing that people right now are not talking about. Some are. Some have, are, they're trying to blow the whistle. I've mentioned it in a previous episode about the new Madrid fault line. And it keeps doing something crazy. It's sinking. And they're saying it's only a matter of time when something just goes off and the waters rush in and split that side, the East Coast, into two. So now you have the city, the country, the kingdom of the United States of America split into three. We have enemies who do not like us. Strictly for what we have been pushing on the other side of the world. And you bet your buttons they will go at any cost they will fly and destroy whatever they can if a natural disaster of that magnitude happens and they will start seeing a wounded country completely devastated they will start licking their chops and finish off for whatever's left of the united states so are we seeing the beginning stages of this story right now before our eyes that's the question are we seeing something that over 2000 years ago a story was said and it's starting to it is starting to play out right now there's more to this story there is more and like i said i i, I had a feeling when i started i it might have to go into a series so i can finish all of it so everyone can connect these dots and what is going on right now especially about an image an image that will be given life and you are seeing it right now and everybody on the planet is in awe already over this life form this life form is called all it's all it's just it's just so wonderful a lot of people are saying some people are saying it's kind of scary too well oh boy everyone is loving it artificial intelligence ai is this the image that will be given life to make everyone in awe to want 
and worship. This is going to be part of the series that I'm talking about, the king of no nation. This is part of this story because the king of no nation has this type of technology in he has it at his disposal. It was given to him. He has it at his disposal. This story, like I said in the beginning, this story is very tragic. Do not be confused. Do not let someone else confuse you because I know there's another side of this story where a lot of people will say, oh, no, 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 it's not a tragic story. People, people, you know, it kind of goes into other things too, like, you know, the rapture and all of this other stuff where God comes and saves his people. Jesus comes and saves his people. But understand something when that happens. Said it before, I'll say it again. I said it during Roe v. Wade when all that was overturned. That was not a time of celebration. That was time to, so, so churches and people can have a focus on where they actually needed to go. It was made easy. God made it very easy for churches to focus on specific areas inside a nation. But instead, these churches decided to have a celebration. When really it was time to go to work. And the same thing is going to happen. Right now, it's actually happening right now. Everyone's having a celebration. But people need to stop and realize one thing. If the rapture is true, understand this. If the rapture is true, you must understand this part. There will be people who won't be going. And the Bible says within a twinkling of an eye, they will be caught up into heaven. What if, what if you're on a plane and the pilot of, of that plane is part of the people who get caught up? What if you are driving or someone else is driving you a bus, a bus driver of children? The bus driver gets caught up. Notice if you actually go through the Bible, the Bible will even say an eight-year-old did evil in the sight of God. He was eight. Says it even too about a 12-year-old. So what we might decide that is innocent, these are children. How can it be? God himself has said they can do evil in the sight of God. So if you just take that, if you take that, that text, you will understand that there will be children left behind. But the pilot's gone. The bus driver's gone. The driver of the vehicle is gone. Total mayhem. Total chaos so you're not just looking at people being caught up into heaven with god with jesus coming back but at the exact same time within another second of the twinkling of an eye you're going to see a lot of death following the rapture so some will be caught up others will die and just like that some will be going to heaven in the twinkling of an eye to be caught up with Jesus and the ones who died when that all happened, they will be on their way to hell. So is this a time for celebration if you are a person who believes the rapture? Should you be celebrating? You see, I've talked, I've, I've had this conversation in the past before. This is not a time to celebrate. This is a time for you to go and tell people, get right with God. Because if you have just a a, a feeling inside of you. if you have just anything inside of you that's saying god is coming he's coming soon jesus is coming he is coming soon 
He could be coming tomorrow, but yet you are not trying to save souls. All you want to do is hoop and holler, shout hooray, clap your hands, run around, dance, and all of that good junk. All you want to do is that. I have a question for you. Are you truly a believer in Jesus Christ? Or will God himself on judgment day say to you, you knew I was coming and you refused, you refused to save somebody else. Depart from me, you evil, wicked person. And now guess what? You're on your way to hell too. So should we be celebrating every single time someone says Jesus is coming soon? The day of the Lord is a tragic day. Some will be caught up, and within the next second, others will die automatically because of the chaos that comes right after. And those who died automatically within that second will be on their way to hell. How can you say to your loved ones that you love them, and you knowing that they do not believe in Jesus Christ, how can you say you love them knowing that this could easily happen tomorrow, but yet you did nothing. You went to church, you clapped your hands, and you celebrated. I can tell you right now, you can believe it or not. You can want to. You can say whatever you want to say to yourself to make yourself feel better. But you want to know what you're celebrating? You're not celebrating Jesus' return. No, because if you were celebrating his return, you would be out there trying to win the souls for God. What you're celebrating are the ones who are going to go to hell. Not realizing that maybe you yourself might be with them. God did not say go into the world and celebrate. Go amongst the all amongst all the world. Spread the gospel of celebration. Spread the news of celebration of my return. No, he said go and spread the word of God, spread the kingdom of God to save the souls of the men and women who hear this message. So when I do return, they will be a part of the real celebration in heaven. Now is not the time to celebrate. Just like Roe v. Wade, it was a law, it got overturned. It wasn't the time to celebrate. Because if you noticed, when it was overturned, there were little rumblings, there were clues of sex trafficking at the same stinking time of your celebration. Yes, I'm a little mad. That still angers me. I know my last time when I, I, I spoke on this, I got angry because it angers me still. You celebrate when there were clues. These weren't hard clues. There were stories talking about children getting raped, sexually harassed sexually assaulted little girls who weren't even 13 getting pregnant being moved across state lines to get to being forced to have an abortion because they were raped and instead of saying find the raper find the person who did this to this little girl you sat there and celebrated Roe v. Wade being overturned. Oh no, there's no more abortion. Oh no, there's still abortion over here. You did nothing to actually help the children. But now a movie comes out months later, and now you want to say the children need to be helped when the, it was there in the beginning. 
Yes, this still makes me very angry. That I, I honestly feel like I was the only one who caught on to this. And I kept saying, why are we celebrating? The President of the United States of America, Joe Biden himself, told of a story of this happening to some little girl. And then he responds to the story by saying, this is why we need to make abortion legal all across the, all across the United States. But yet the real fight should have been, hold on, Mr. President. You just said you stood up there on stage and told the entire nation of a young girl who was raped and then she was taken across lines to being forced to have an abortion. What happened to the person who raped her? Where is that person? Why are they not in prison? Why are they not being held in some sort of cell at the very least? What are they doing? Why have you not found that person? Forget about abortion and Roe v. Wade. Where is this evil coming from? No, you just want to talk about the abortion. Why it should or should not be. Yes, like I said, just thinking about this makes me angry. And now people want to come out and say, Oh, I watched this movie, Sound of Freedom, and we must do something. Before the movie came out, the clues were there and you were silent. And then when God actually did something to put the Focus exactly on this issue you celebrated because the law was overturned. You had celebrations across the country. You evil church, wickedness inside of you. You are moved by a movie. Could not even see what was truly going on when it was right in front of you. So yes, I am angry and I will continue to be angry until everybody realizes what is going on. Stop talking about some movie. Great. The movie put a focus at the movie. All the movie really did was put you in your feelings. You're not moved by God. I said it before. You are not moved by God. You are moved by a movie, which means it's already too late. But I did say, I did say I might have to put this, make this a series. So I am sorry I could not get back into this story of the king without a nation. But that in itself still sickens me. should sicken everybody, every person. If you actually cared. Yeah, I'm going to say it. If you actually cared, you would have noticed this when it was being overturned. But you didn't. You don't even believe your own Bible that you read. I'll paraphrase it for you. For God said there will become a time where you will not be able to work. So now... Go and work, work, do your job. He didn't say there will be a time where you won't be able to celebrate. So go and celebrate, have parties. No, he said go and work. But to work correctly, you must hear the correct things and not be moved by your emotions, but be moved by the Holy Spirit. And that in itself is another issue. And I'll say it right here. What churches are actually pleading with God to send his Holy Spirit upon their church, at least the church? Very few. You're too busy trying to have concerts. You're too busy trying to have motivational speaking. You don't have time for the Holy Spirit. To be honest, to be honest, you don't have time for the Holy Spirit, which is why the Holy Spirit has never came to your church. You think it's came, but again, you're only moved by your emotions. It ain't the Holy Spirit. 
I can tell you that right now. I can say it. The se- I can see it the second I walk into a building, walk into a church, and everybody's throwing their hands up, singing a song. Some of them could be crying. And I can say it. I will tell you to your face. The Holy Spirit is not here. It's just your own emotions. So with that being said, I'm going to conclude this right now. Like I said, this will be an entire series. Like I said, it, 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 it angers me. Angers me to the core. It does. There's nothing else to say. And I hope, I pray, that those who listen to this podcast, I can't do it for you. Your pastors can't do it for you. No one can do it for you. But I do hope before it's actually too late, you go to God, repent, Repent of your sins every day. Every day, it's a fight. Every day, there should be repentance. You believe in your heart, confess your sins, and believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose on the third day because he is alive. He is a living king right now who will return. Return ready for battle. Do not be on the wrong side of his sword of his vengeance, of his wrath, don't do it. And for those who want to celebrate, don't do it. It's time to go to work. Thank you for listening to The Island Podcast. I am your host, Alvis Samuel. Go ahead and go to A3S2, The Island. Again, that's A3S2, The Island on Rumble. And there you can see my awesome face. You can also find me at As The Island on Twitter. That is A-S- the island on twitter and you'll see a lot of stories and everything you know contact me go ahead and communicate with me let's have a nice conversation there i do answer back and if you want to catch up on every previous episode just go to rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash the island again that's rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash the island and you can catch up on every episode that i've done Again, I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and thank you for listening to The Island Podcast.